Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. Previously on Androids and Aliens. Linnea was making her way back to her friends. Nell had two shots, took them, and took Linnea out. As the chief mate plummeted to the moon's core. Why isn't Linnea answering? She's plummeting to her death. What? She is not conscious. Fate intervened at the last possible moment. Captain, I got her. I got the control unit. Come home. We got a job to do. And while the enemy lived to fight another day, Callum, Dax, Koala, Dr. Friss, and Kreska standing in a line at the edge of the containment field, watch her fly away. The race to save the universe rages on. You see the Devourer ship uh, seconds after it fired the uh, laser cannon to blast open the hangar doors. Just takes off. The adventure continues. You follow the trail of blood, and at the end of the trail is a severed Yosoki hand. <gasps> no. Last dance, last dance for love. Yes, it's my last dance. Last chance. I don't know the fucking lyrics. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what song you're singing. Last dance. Last dance. Last dance. You don't know that song? It's a. It's a. It's a. It's you- a banger. Last, last dance. Oh, baby, last dance tonight. Yeah. Well, it's like, oh. last dance. Yeah. yeah. Last dance. Yeah. I thought uh, it didn't I sound like you were singing. I was doing the slow that. open, but I forgot, I forgot where uh, it goes. Oh, it has a slow open? I didn't yeah. know. Oh, okay. Oh, it's a last dance. <laughs> and then the fucking 70s beat comes in. Yeah, I started in. like with the beat, and I was like, yeah. he's singing a different tempo. I don't know what it's, song this is. It's one of those songs that you only hear like the middle of in commercials and stuff. Like, if you right. ever listen to the end of The Ecology, it's just like a, a, it's a train wreck. It's not a train wreck, but it's just, it goes crazy at the end. That reminds me, Grant. I was thinking about Androids and Aliens the other day, episode 100, right? Uh, which is the uh, where we see the whole scene with the Glip Glorp broadcast and everybody watching, like huddled around outside that, John. And, and I was thinking about uh, I was thinking about it because I was listening to Layla on uh, on Spotify. And like the the end was coming in, and that was the inspiration behind that whole thing. It's like how different the end of Layla sounds. Uh, you know, which is used at Goodfellas tour. It's like, you know, that scene, that's the vibe I want that scene. And so that's yeah. where we, that was our guide for the music to find for episode 100 of ANA. It's funny uh, you bring that up because that was the season finale of book three. And tonight is the season finale of book five. It I'm is putting it out there. hundred percent. I'm putting it out there that I'm not stopping this episode train. Oh, geez. Until we reach the end of the station. (laughs) All right. Can you just tell us where to go then? Just tell us where you need us to go. Joe, have you gotten the traveling salesman so you can pee in your seat yet? Have you gotten (laughs) the little... We need to at some point. I wish we could take 
two months off after tonight just to let people stew. <laughs> Nobody stews anymore. It's all instant gratification. Look at Matthew. That's the face of a man that's never stewed once in his life. <laughs> I'm glad you think that. <laughs> I'm glad you operate under the assumption that that's what's happening in my also, head. That feels, that feels like a trap to be like, hey, I stew. Hey, I, 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 I hold grudges. I, I stew. I, for sure. Oh, I, I try, stew. I try not to hold grudges. Like occasionally, I stew. We all stew. Are there people you hate, Matthew? <laughs> what the fuck? What are we doing right now? Really? Did you just threaten to take this along? Do you have any playwrights that like sit there with their quill at the night and like, I will get him if it's the last thing I do? I don't think so, but maybe. Who's your Celieri? <laughs> yeah. Do you? I, I bet you've. Rounded Is there a up playwright, Matthew? Yeah. That you can name here on this broadcast. I want names. that you find to be so overrated, like an active playwright in New York that people gush over all the time. And you're like, this person is not a true playwright. I was going to, you, until <laughs> so you limited you. it, I was going to say William Shakespeare. Cheapers, mm. oh. <laughs> you would say that. You think William Shakespeare is overrated? I think William Shakespeare is overproduced. Yeah, mm. That's fair. Yeah, Those are two I- different things. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> Ellie, your thoughts on the bard? The bard. Uh, I agree. I agree. I think he's. I think every time there's a, a new production of Shakespeare being done in a certain way, that's you know supposed to be groundbreaking, and it's like never fucking groundbreaking because it's been mm-hmm. done a hundred times. I think we should ban Shakespeare for the next fifty years and then see Whoa. what happens. Whoa! There is a, there's a movement it's not catcher in the rye. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> there's a there's a, a small movement in the new play world that they said like let's take a year off from Shakespeare and all because he gets produced so much around the country and it's like and just produce new plays instead of Shakespeare for one year. And just I'm on board. See about all the new voices you might. Yeah, get but to isn't hear. it cheap to produce Shakespeare in yes, the he's sense in the, that he's yeah, in the public domain? It's public domain. That's yeah. why people do yeah. it because if they try to produce Matthew's play, it's going to come around. And, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> I believe you owe me some American dollars for that. That's 35 Joe. cents a word, I'll have you know. <laughs> I think I'm sorry, we, do you not think that artists should get paid, though? Cheap theater owners don't do it, and they do <laughs> Shakespeare because they're not willing to deal with uh, artists uh, getting what they should get. I think Joe just answered the question as to whether or not Matthew hates anyone. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody Man, gets in the theater I, for the money. <laughs> I wish I, uh, I wish I had enemies. That would be cool. Like sometimes I had dreams that I would be like a poker player and then like be in debt, and we'd be like really, really mad at each other. Uh, but that never panned out. I don't have any. I don't think I have any enemies. You, you've. I won't say them on air, but you've named countries you don't like very much. <laughs> oh sure. Wow. What? And also, out entire of context, nations. Out of context, Grant. That sounds really. Bad. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's cool. Don't worry. Just let's let this roll over from last episode. She's cool. <laughs> so which nation's people would you just kill, Ellie? The, the whole nation. <laughs> like My if you had to decide God. which nations to just wipe out, which would they be? <laughs> it's more it's more of a like a soccer rivalry type of vibe that Ellie has. Yeah. It's not actual hatred. You know, it's just like I, you know, take them or leave them. That's how I feel about like Houston to Dallas, you know? I'm, I'm not a big Houston fan. I actually have have I, I think I've made jokes about it, but I don't actually hate any nations or people. Or anyway, it's the Finns, isn't it? It's the Finns. I think 
<laughs> be I honest. feel like I've I've come to realize as I've gotten older it it takes too much effort to hate people in the same way like it takes too much effort to like lie about things I'm like I don't have time I can I can only focus on a few things at a time and remember a few things at a time so if I can like not be bothered by negative hate and like not have to keep up elaborate lies about things I'm just like I'm cruising this is cool yeah, after witnessing the Olympic-level grudge-holding of the Italians, I have decided there's, there's a much more peaceful and generous and easier way to live than that. You've seen firsthand mm-hmm. family grudges. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but don't, don't all of you language, have a, uh, does vendetta come from? <laughs> Ask yourself that question. Don't all of you have, like, a, a Facebook friend request you just haven't accepted because fuck that guy? <laughs> No. Do you, Troy? No. Do you, it sounds like you do. <laughs> why don't you delete the friend request? Yeah, why don't you just let it go? Keep nah, him in purgatory. I, it feels so I much better. Linger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's this one, this one woman from college. She's just the fucking worst. <laughs> and she friended me like 11 years ago, and I just let it sit there. <laughs> Do you look at it sometimes? For 11 years, you've let it sit there? Well, because sometimes I just go through and I'm like, there's a lot of friend requests. Like, I don't don't know any of these people. Uh, And then I'll see her and I'm like, "Uh, fuck her. (laughs) Jesus. You know what the the even more problematic one is, is that I don't hate these people, but I have a couple of friends that I'm not friends with anymore. And they keep on getting suggested to me on Facebook. And it's like, you have 95 mutual friends. Oh, that's the worst. Nope, never going to be friends with that person. <laughs> Not going to be friends. I don't want them knowing about my life. David Winters, are you even on Facebook? No, actually, I'm not. That's I figured very, you're one of the yeah. 14 people in the world. I quit, not I quit about four years ago. Good yeah. for you. Good for you. Yeah. So I guess that means I can't go to the Glass Cannon Nation fan page, but, you know, you... <laughs> It happens. Well, it David, we knew you were a true fan. <laughs> yeah. You also said that with a certain level of disdain David, that I didn't appreciate. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. Guess I'm I can't sorry. go to Glass Canada. <laughs> Have you ever been to the fan Discord? They hate us. <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah, it's the worst Discord. Yeah, it should there. be called like the fan. enemies of the creators of the Glass Cannon Network. It should be that Discord server. Just take the word "fan" out of there. They sworn enemies. The Discord. That, wait, the one that you guys have? Like your? No, no, not the one. That's a that's a pretty good one. Those are those are paying customers, Ellie. Right. Eh? Yeah, they're no, happy to be no, there. The, the, uh, the fan created Discord, yeah, though. Oh. Which is- David, do you have some enemies? I, I, you, I don't know if I, you, you're the type of guy that either has no enemies or a lot of enemies. Yeah, I mean, there's the 429 people that graduated ahead of me in my law class, which is why I'm a rules lawyer on a uh. actual play podcast. <laughs> so uh, you made it, you know. Yeah, they they all bested me. So uh, someday I'll get them back. That's right, back one episode at a time. Guess we'll have to let this go. Four hundred and thirty episodes, just so you get your vendetta. Which it won't. No, no, unfortunately, maybe another twenty. Skin, you uh, you a big enemy guy? Oh yeah, I hold I'll hold a grudge like a warhammer dwarf. (laughs) (laughs) The book of grudges. Yeah, I hate I hate Colorado Springs. The whole city. The whole city can go fuck themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, Which skin, of the you don't teenage mutant turtles do you hate the most, Skid? 
I hate everything that happened after the original Eastman and Laird comic series. <laughs> so everything that any of us know. About anything the that you Day. guys know, I, I hate. hate it's, it. it's dumb and lame and not real, and I hate it. Joe, you uh, you're more of a lover than a hater, but you do have that, that fiery Irish blood. I think you've I got. I think you've got some enemies out there. Oh yeah, I, all Boston sports fans. Pretty much yeah. hate every one of them. <laughs> uh, but it was funny when Matthew mentioned it. I was like, because that's exactly how it was for me growing up. And it's so funny because like a lot of it was like anti-Italian. And they're just so similar. Like the families are so similar. And it would be a mix. Like with It's like it's my grandparents level and, and older. Uh, just the intense hatred. For Italians, by family and, too, and the British and English <laughs> yeah. people. Yes. So, yeah. like somebody, like my dad, would make friends with like a British guy, it like in like during Vietnam, <laughs> and his mother would be like, "What are you doing talking to that guy? You know, <laughs> I've never met him before. Like, that's, I don't need to know anymore. He's English. He's." Dirtbag, scumbag. And, I mean, these are hundreds of years of like hatred passed down ritualistically. Yeah, I taught my cousins. I'll say it's like that Italian. I was like, you, you, we hate Italians. I didn't know we we're supposed to hate Italians. I had no idea. <laughs> I was blown away. I was just like, I did not know that was a thing. I was just like, this is insane. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. Well, Joe, I hate to break it to you, but I, in addition to being Italian, I am also part English. <gasps> get him! Oh. Get him! Get him! Get him. Don't, tell, don't tell your parents. <laughs> Better just stay out of Colorado Springs, buddy. <laughs> the end of you. Right. You do, as long as you don't move to Colorado Springs. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, hate, hate is a wasted emotion, right? It is. It is. It was a. Uh, it's a, it's, a young, it's a young man's game, a young woman's game. Hate. You get older, you try to be a little more mindful. You let it go. You got bigger fish to fry. However, there is some some hate between the crew of the Sarissa and the now escaped cult leader, Nell Nine. Oh. Not to mention your prisoner escaped as well, Zix. As we were going off the air, Grant said, no, no, I think... I think she chewed off her hand. As you examine further, that's exactly what she did. Cut it off, chewed it off. She's escaped. Meishun, too, looks to be unscathed, as far as you know. But, man, have you got a problem here. You've got the controller board. That's great. She does not have it. But she got away. That cult is still out there, that lingering threat that has been hampering you since Castroville is still out there. That's going to gnaw at you. Of course, Osteth has pretty much told you there's only one way that we can end this and make sure that we never have to deal with this. Let's open up the gate and let's destroy the superweapon so that no one can touch it. And if you can do that, it doesn't matter how many null nines there are out there because it's gone. It's taken care of. You now have the control board that Osteth can use to open the gate. And you just got to figure out how to destroy it. That's 
presents its own complications, but I think you can walk away today, especially as you survive this uh, hangar door explosion. Yeah. And Linnea's fall to her death. You can, I think you can chalk this, uh, this day up as a win. Talk to me about your plans. We flying back to the controller moon? Yeah. So do we, we think Zix is on board or like do we have a, do we, does the trail of blood lead off the ship or searching the ship captain and Dax will just clear every room with yeah. an enormous brand new advanced X-gen gun <laughs> just <laughs> sweeping it. into every room. <laughs> this giant barrel smoking. I I bet the trail of blood leads to the ship. I bet she flew off. Trail blood leads uh, to the uh, the hatch of the ship and then disappears. Question: Do you think it's possible to get to the control moon uh, without being discovered by another ship, uh-huh. aka avoiding starship combat? <laughs> I had an idea about that, so I was thinking about it. I was like, "What could we possibly do to not engage at all in the mechanics of starship combat?" Which is, I think, all of our goals. Uh, and I was like, if this ship is outside and they're going to wait for us uh, and they're going to try to destroy the ship, I thought uh, one thing that we could do, and we'd have to feel it out as we go, but we could just fly with all speed to the moon and just let them shoot at us the entire way and just never try to fight back. Okay. And just let that the is- shields take it and just keep diverting the shields to that qu- the rear quadrant and just keep flying and not even fight them. That Excellent is a great idea, but also, I know I was joking last time where I was like, I'll cast greater invisibility on the ship. Here's the thing. I was reading it. It says the creature or object touched. <laughs> I mean, if you can pull this off, Sydney, it's greater I will invisibility you forever. <laughs> it's greater invisibility. It's not, this is not a first level invisibility. This is a, a fourth level spell slot. Does it have any limit on the size of the object? It doesn't. If it really, truly doesn't. It. Um, it says, see page 264. David, what's on page 264? Is it a big it's middle just- finger? <laughs> <laughs> you know, 264 just an android middle it says, finger fuck you you're gonna hate page 264 after he reads it I'm telling you <laughs> oh, I'm I looking mean, it up it doesn't James, say anything on hero lab let me look it up <laughs> James Bond James Bond has a car in one of the movies where it, that goes invisible by inverting projectors like somehow oh, yeah. like there's like a thousands of projectors all over it we could do that yeah that, that shouldn't that, take long that movie is widely considered one of the best of the franchise. Yeah. Wait, which one is it again? Is it It's uh, Tomorrow Never Dies? or No. Uh, die Another Day. Oh. Is it? No. No. Yeah. What are you guys oh, actually okay. doing? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and to, to, to answer the Sydney question, so invisibility <laughs> says, you know, it functions as regular, or greater invisibility functions as invisibility. When you go to invisibility, it says the target is one creature or an object, no more than 10 bulk per level. There she is. So, uh, yes, your 100 bulk ship you could make invisible. Uh, is level 10, but I have a feeling your ship is more than 100 bulk, unfortunately. How, yeah, what's our ship? Let me well, tell you how many bulk is the ship? <laughs> I've got it right here. 109 bulk. 
Great. God, I make one. So Cindy just so makes everything but the wingtips invisible. I make one half <laughs> invisible and like a cartoon, like Wiley e. Coyote. We drive by <laughs> one half of the ship. <laughs> Looks like stars. All right, so yeah. Sydney casts Callum casts greater invisibility on one of the wings. <laughs> and then what do you do? Fly back to the controller room? Yes. <laughs> I take a nap. I go to bed. Yeah, we yeah, exhausted after turning that wing invisible. Uh, yeah, what kind of Talk time can pass here? Like, I mean, I, I, we're in a rush, right? So, like, do yeah, people do need you to rest? Go back with all haste? Yes. Do we not want to go need, back with all need, haste? We need rest. I need though. to sleep, sleep because I need. Spells yeah, back. I think we have to rest because I think Linnea. We can't go in with Linnea like this. She has we need down. to sleep. Resolve. Yeah, let's sleep, sleep on the ship, then leave. Yeah. Well, our issue is our issue is that Null Nine is going to immediately go to one of the other moons and or the other planetoids and get another control panel. So mm-hmm. I don't know that we have time to waste. I think we should get to the controller moon first because we can post up there and stop her from installing the control panel and you know opening up the demi plane. Right? Like it seems like we she did. Look how long and how much effort it took to get this control panel that she 100% knew where it was and was, like, working toward getting it. You think she just knows the location of multiple other control panels? Like, I don't think she just knows alternate locations. I think that she has to, like, research, try to figure out where one might be. You know, I I just, I think that we have time to get Linnea uh, healthy before we rush in. And I just worry getting there. Fa- and and I, I think one thing you could be right about is, if I'm right, then getting there fast, she wouldn't be there, and we could rest. So like we would yeah. know. But uh, the I also just worry about putting Linnea into a fight right? like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We've been there. We figured it out. It's also a difficult piloting check, correct? Wasn't it hard for us to figure out navigating all the gravity? I know. For I know you're Grim Apex <laughs> slash Ace, so I'm not worried. Right. I just wanted to. Call Steve it out. calls me Ace. Welcome back, Ace. Thank you, Steve. The mouse left. <laughs> <laughs> Did you try to stop him, Steve? Did you lock the doors? Her. Uh, no, no, I was trying to turn off the communication that you had sent me, and I just couldn't figure it out. Steve, what did the mouse do before she left? Did she interact with any systems, or did she simply leave the ship? Let me check. She was My... a, uh, a, uh, a John. What, um, I thought she was sedated. And she was in, what are they called? A, uh, yes. a, controller. a mechanic. Like, yeah. she could have sabotaged our ship. According to the ship's record, she was a John. Let me look at the security tapes. <laughs> but it appears... Level one diagnostic on the ship's systems. Yes, it appears she gnawed off her hand and then escaped. Oh. She gnawed off her hand, opened a locked door with one hand and, uh, you know, a grievous injury. Yes. Bleeding She's profusely. Quite good at what she does. I must say, although I am the ship's AI, this ship is not that special. (laughs) Really isn't. We've had it for a while. Uh, Okay. What is your plan, Ace? 
I defer to the captain, though I suggest we rest here and let Linnea get to full strength before we engage in a conflict on the moon. What's it called? The operator moon? The control control moon. Control moon. Now that I you s- brought her up, no. Linnea, that is, did she ask about me at all? She did, Steve. She frequently asked if a communication line could be open between her and you during the mission. The yes. captain refused on multiple occasions. Well, I wanted to respect Steve's wishes as well, though she did seem to mention, wondering why Steve didn't stop the Ahsoki from escaping. Hmm. That Kreska is what we call a dock blocker. Let's <laughs> <laughs> move on. <laughs> Chris is like, well, he's not saying anything, but the wheels are turning in his head, and he's like... This is a big job. We don't have time for it now, but he is going to completely uproot Steve as soon as we have a chance and reprogram everything. A completely personality-free AI. Where is... Big job, but he's going to... Kreska hears this telepathically and just looks over at Friss and goes... (laughs) It's times like these, you miss Howie. No. (laughs) Um... Welcome Where back, boy. Oh, here she is now, Steve. Ah, Linnea, hello, Linnea. Steve was just asking about you. Oh, no, I wasn't. No, I no, I wasn't. Hello, Linnea. Yeah. What's up? Don't, li- don't listen to him. Yeah, I nearly died. I nearly died again. I heard. <laughs> don't listen to him. The android that has no ability to fly. <laughs> don't listen to him. I heard you almost perished. Captain K called me in. I was quite... What is the motion? Worried? Yeah. No, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, I, but I, I'll be, I will be fine. Um, I have a good team with me. And she looks around her, her little weird team here of, of <laughs> a crab, Kreska, uh... Dr. Freese, and I'm realizing more and more, like, of course she would go for Steve. Like, of course she, it's the only option. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not it's a, 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 a cornucopia of, of wonderful bachelors. Romant, potential romantic also, partners. Also, when Lin, when Lin Linnea looks at the group, uh, just know that Callum is like puppy dog eyes almost when she's like, my little team, and he is just like so relieved that you are alive. It was all chaotic yeah. till we got to the ship, but he is just like looking at you, and he's like, "You can just tell he was very shaken." Yeah, and I think uh, I think also Linnea is like this is like the fourth time now that she's been so close to death, and she's just trained like it's like a teenager being trained in video games for war, <laughs> and now it's like the real thing, and she's just like, "Well, this is potentially just a uh, video game. Uh, like I, I'm probably never gonna die." But I mean, a simulation. A simulation. It is not. Um, so not. yeah. I think Walla would ask Linnea. Now that you've looked Oblivion directly in the eyes, you've been on death's door and the border between this world and the next. How do you feel, Linnea? You need not answer the snail. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't oh. want to. Am I? Am I not allowed? No, no, you can do what you want. I just didn't want you to feel pressured by that crustacean. 
He's he's cool. He's cool, Steve. There's. Um, I don't like the way he looks at you. <laughs> and and uh, Linnea is so gullible, so she's just gonna be like, "Is he really?" I forgot the crab's name. What's your name, Caleb? Oh my God! My name is Caleb. Caleb. You call me Caleb. I forgot the crab. You literally just said I forgot the crab's name. That's amazing. I'm sorry, crab. I'm sorry. That's so shitty. I'm sorry, Koala. I'm tired. I'm sorry. I only ask because the people we are fighting against are working to end everything. To find oblivion for every living thing in the galaxy. And you saw what they're striving for yourself when you were near death. Yeah, I... Well, what I... I don't know, honestly. Like, I I, I, I think we need to stop them. I think we need to stop them. There's no... There was nothing... There was nothing for me there. I didn't have the experience I was expecting you know when you're when you're at death's door you always expect some light or you expect to feel some sort of rest or I don't know freedom I experienced none of that I just experienced that I had failed you all and then I got a second wind and now I'm here and I think we need to stop these people but don't yeah. die in the process because it seems like it sucks. There's nothing for us on the after after the end, so to speak. In fact, we should upload our consciousness into a computer. I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's very dark. <laughs> <laughs> there may be something even beyond that step. There's a music to the universe. A certain harmony created by the movements of the spheres. And we are part of all of that. Mm. Part of something greater. I've heard it once and I... Sometimes I think I catch, catch glimmers of it again. Which band was that? <laughs> it's, it's not a band, Dax. It's... But perhaps... As they say, all other art aspires to the condition of music, and music is the closest we can get to that condition. But no, I wasn't talking about a band. Darn. Callum kind of awkwardly reaches out to Linnea and sort of just, like, squeezes her hand quick. Um, Very awkward. But he just says, I'm glad you made it. And, um, yeah. I know. I know. And she she squeezes his hand with a super bloody hand because she is so damaged still. Uh, because we haven't rested yet, right? No, True. we haven't decided on that. Um, and I must say, I'm 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 happy to be part of this gang, and I want to thank you all for for staying with me. You too, S- Steve. You can let go of his hand now. All right. <laughs> It's right. so hyper jealous. It's like that episode of The Simpsons, the, the Treehouse of Horror, where oh, Pierce Brosnan is the house. Yes. Yeah. Such a oh, good episode. 007. Yeah. No. What <laughs> is your plan, Captain Ace? Are you going to rest now 
and then fly to the controller moon or fly there and rest. Let's fly to the controller moon and rest. Aye, right. Captain. Wait, we'll no! We'll use Dax's battle plan. Don't stop, no matter what. Keep diverting the energy to the shields where they are shooting. This will allow us to do zero actions per round, which should move things along at a quicker pace. I don't want to engage. (laughs) All right. I mean, fucking, okay, Linnea is going to get a little angry about that because her player gets angry about that. Well, then say something to the captain. uh, Well, she'll be like, I I accept your order, but I do think. You You can rest on the controller moon. Okay. All right, we better not be attacked. I'm but sorry to speak up against What if enemy forces are in place, Captain? Then Linnea can continue to rest. And let us all die. Eternally. Her. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Linnea will go into her room and start, like, bracing herself for another battle, even if she's fucking exhausted. She'll go into her room and not go to bed. Exactly. She's just there. Just stick it to Kreska. Exactly. (laughs) Fine. She said I was going to stay away. Ace, can you hear me? Yes, Steve. Go go ahead. Ace, is that you? Yes, Steve. Ace? Ace, it's Steve. I can hear you. Oh, I hear you now. Sorry. I believe you can. Yes, it was a weird connection. Steve? Ace, is that you, Ace? (laughs) (laughs) Here all night. God, we're going to be here until midnight. He did threaten that we're we're not going to stop until oh, we're done. Don't. I just love it's such a poor connection. We <laughs> within this shit. Like, right? of the show. Sorry, between an AI and the pilot, uh, Ace. There's no telling how long it will take to get back. You're going to need to do some more fantastic maneuvers. Uh, and I can see that was his name Adam Adam's programming is still active here which will give you a plus four to your piloting checks but first I need you to roll a d8 and a high roll is quite bad what uh okay Steve I will trust you here comes my low roll Seven. <laughs> seven, obviously. I've never rolled a seven damage on a D8 in my life. <laughs> the universe is doomed. <laughs> All right, Ace. God. Let's... I am ready when let's, you are. Let's rock. And he let's puts on rock. some music in the cabin, uh, some Vesk metal, and pulls out. <laughs> and... Uh, Fires up the jets and then backs the ship out of the uh, airlock that has been exploded. Uh, so it was really just a gaping hole and not an airlock anymore. And right. then turns the ship around within the planet core and then engages the engines <laughs> and starts the multi-hour climb out of the interior of this planet. Give me a piloting check with a plus four, thanks to your uh, your altercation with Adam. Yes. Uh, that so, is so good. You befriended him instead of just outright killing him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh true. Uh, that is a thirty-two. 
Okay, you're able to navigate the first brush uh, with the orbital pole. Give me another piloting check. Just have these at the ready. Gotcha. Um, There's a 41. Give me a third piloting check. Dax is really working the controls here. Give me a fourth piloting check. Thirty-nine. Oh, oh, give me a fifth piloting it. check. Wait, is this in part of the game? Uh, Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Give me a sixth. Get and out a of here. Seventh oh, piloting geez. check. Sixth and seventh, you said. Mm-hmm. Sixth piloting check is a twenty-eight. You're still okay. Oh. Give me one more piloting check. Uh, Natty 1942. Oh, wow. The good news is you navigate every single gravitational flux (laughs) that gets you back. You could have got back in one hour. It takes you seven hours. The bad (gasps) news is you could have rested during that time, but you had no idea how long it was going to take. Right. Yeah. Linnea stayed up. Linnea stayed up as Steve (laughs) serenaded her. And you return to the controller moon. You see the landing pad. Everybody roll a perception check. If you're on the bridge looking out the, uh, what would you call it, the cockpit window? Canopy. Canopy? Canopy? Uh, 29 for Friss. Anybody over 29 or above 25? 25. Sorry, what was it? What check? Uh, perception. perception. But um, since I said I was in my room... Am I allowed? You can look out the uh, a portal. Not gonna tell me. Oh, sorry, fifteen. <laughs> I, I was waiting. I, did everyone say? Like, <laughs> Fuck. As you're uh, landing on that makeshift landing pad uh kreska you're you've got the con and friss you're over at the engineering station you look out and you see smoke coming from the control station Ugh, see i fucking knew it i fucking fucking knew it I'm... pillars oh. of smoke coming do we see it wait do we see anything else another ship or anything as a matter of fact you do well, cock my G's. Yeah, cock, cock my, my G's. G's. <laughs> cock, cock my G's. G's. Cock my Callum, G's. You hear Callum go, oh, cock my G's. Captain, <laughs> smoke oh, is emanating from me. carefully so impressionable. Cock my G's. Sorry, what? Got to watch your language. Smoke is emanating from the control station. Uh, the shipper, we are detecting a ship on sensors. Dr. Friss, what do you see? On sensors, you can see... In the jungle, just off the path that you went, haphazardly parked, like just almost looks like it just crashed into the jungle. You see the devourer ship. Oh, wow. The ship is there. I don't know if it was able to make a safe landing or not. If it's just looking at wreckage, can I tell the sensors? Uh, it looks safe. Uh, it looks safe to me. All right. Is there, Dax, is there a place we could set the Sarissa down that may not attract attention? Uh, he'll do a perception. Uh, 27. 
27. Um, yeah, it's tricky. Like, you would have never parked where they parked, um, but maybe it was just bad piloting uh, that landed them in the jungle. You think the landing pad is the safest spot, but you do see other spots. Uh, knowing what you know of the jungle, though, how alive it is, you don't know if it's worth the risk. Let's get I to will, the We'll landing just park pad, as man. close as we can. Okay. And then we'll take an eight hour. We'll take eight hours to rest. Oh, thank God. So you park on the landing pad and you rest there while yeah. smoke emanates. We'll set a, we'll set a, a, a watch on, on the bridge to make sure there's nobody approaching. Okay. Can we, can we rotate as if we were around a campfire? Sure, sure. It'll take longer than eight hours for everybody to get their full rest. Um, so we'll say, you know, 12 hours pass and uh, the smoke continues to rise. It's in the distance. I can't remember. I think it said it's a couple miles away. Uh, oh, it's a couple miles away? What was it? Do you remember? Uh, it, well, it was in my write-up, I believe. Uh, to figure back. out circumference. I, yeah, I believe it's um, about a half a mile. Yeah. Wait, it's the first landing pad, like where we initially landed. Yes. And then we walked and we got attacked by those flying creatures and stuff. That yeah. pathway. Yeah, you know what? Let me go to, let's go to roll 20 here and you can see the map. Oh, yay. Remember this guy? Yeah. Yeah. So you're and, over here on this landing pad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. okay. Yep. Great. And yeah, I think half, it's half, but a half mile confirmed. Uh, yes. Thank and you. where is the uh, the other ship on this map? Uh, the other ship on this map is right over Mia. Oh, so a little, so between us and the yeah, close to the landing pad, but just like you just can tell, missed. like not 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 the the best piloting. Certainly, no ace uh, yeah. did the landing. All right. Um, so we'll rest and do rotations. Okay. 12 hours pass, and you are all fully rested. Now, you don't get all your HP back, uh, right? You get a, uh, you get your stamina, and you get some... If you had RP to burn, you can get your stamina back, and then you get back whatever hit points you get back. I had first-level spells left, so I can burn off some Mystic Cures to top everybody. Top. I think Linnea is really the one we got to top off. Yeah, They're, I don't think yeah. anybody had hit point damage, right, besides Linnea? Qual didn't have hit points. It was damage. taken care of before. Oh, because you guys took care of that before. Yeah, okay, yeah. so you're probably pretty good. All right, so everybody is Full. max pain. And my 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 insurance company just called me and said I can be treated by the doctor again. So I'm I'm thrilled <laughs> to go into battle. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Amazing. I can't believe they have service out here. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, lucky. They're everywhere. I, I just got a fax. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do? Um. Captain, suggest we move out in attack formation. Uh, I, Qualo and I shall volunteer to take the lead. Linnea, oh, did we ever figure out if you're weaponless? Linnea is weaponless. I, ha- I haven't. And utterly addressed useless. It because I was like, I haven't had, I haven't had time to look at the uh, episode from two weeks ago. I um, never did. I'm thinking, uh, uh, David. Did you find out the information? Yeah, I, I looked at it a bit. So when oh, you David, go down, him. when you go down to zero HP, you go unconscious, and the unconscious condition uh, says that you are knocked out 
and helpless. But when we looked at the helpless condition, it just talks about how your dex goes down. Um, you know, people get bonuses against you. So the thing it doesn't mention is you dropping what you hold. Because when you look at some of the other conditions, things such as uh, stunned, stunned, stunned explicitly says you drop everything you're holding, can't take actions, and are flat-footed. So, um, I don't think here, because it explicitly says that you drop stuff, that you actually drop stuff. Now, in the case of the controller board with that whole thing that happened already, you could make the argument as part of the grapple when you rip something away from someone, maybe you don't control it afterwards, so maybe that's why the controller board flew off, but I would probably say she actually still has her battle ribbon. Okay. Uh, you know what? Ellie, you owe David a, a drink. <laughs> Right. At the at the next Androids and Aliens soiree. Yes. <laughs> I will. All right, and so you uh, got your rib. You sharpen okay. in your rib. All right, then I can go first. <laughs> Ooh. I probably, Linnea, not, please. Not, just, I'm kidding. Um, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm behind. But uh, the only reason he's saying that is not because of your proclivity to, to get enormous amounts no. of damage right away, but because let's just keep ranged weapons out front first. Yeah, and then, but also you, know. you're, you have better armor now. She's yeah, not. You've yeah. been stepping on her toes. Yeah, you had better armor than me for a little while, but now he's he's upgraded. So yeah, so now my toes are being stepped on by you, O'Brien. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> You'll still always be cooler than me, Ellie. Don't worry. <laughs> Steve comes on. Good luck, team, Captain, Doctor, Boy, Steve, Snail, Steve. <laughs> And sweet, sweet Linnea. Callum rolls, his, Callum rolls his eyes at Koala like, come on, come on. Sweet, this sweet Linnea. Okay. Uh, Jax looks at Friss and says, he didn't mention me. <laughs> Ace, you don't need luck. <laughs> Where we're going, you won't uh, need luck. <laughs> Linnea, Linnea looks at Callum and is like, did you hear that? Did you hear that he called me sweetie? What? Oh no! Hey, could you stand by me so I can um so I can keep my eye on you? Not like in a weird way, but like in a, I got you. Oh wait, you you wanna? <laughs> she's like, wait, wait, you wanna you wanna protect me? And then she remembers all the times she's almost died and like, yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your much needed help. Yeah, Callum shot a robot. Yeah. Destroyed it. Yeah, I was kind of mad. Um, yeah, yeah, I was kind of mad, but I'm I'm fine now, and I'll protect you. But yeah, thank you. I I think I I will take it a little. I will be a little cooler from now on. I have to I have to not rush into combat like a like an idiot. Um, I will I will let you guys decide what to do. Don't use me as the muscle anymore. Also, we'll just use you as the brains of the operation. Yes, thank you. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Steve. Uh, also, Steve, I'll see you soon. And uh, this time, please answer my text. <laughs> I will. I don't. Cap- I- Captain, I will be in your ear should you need me. Keep an thank eye, you, Steve, on my girl. <laughs> <laughs> my girl. My girl. My girl. My girl. <laughs> Steve, uh, I'm going to have to ask you to download an HR program. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not appropriate for you to speak I mean, in that fashion. It's a professional working environment, Steve. Yes. We're trying to save the universe here. 
And while we, do, I recognize that a large percentage of the population does meet their soulmate at work, still need to keep it professional and above but, board. But Captain, Captain. He, he doesn't directly supervise her. There shouldn't be any conflict of interest here. I Listen saved to the snail, Captain. Outside Not only work that, hours. I filed a report with HR seeing, saying that we had an ongoing relationship. Everything was above board. <laughs> so they really... So is it canon now? Like, it's really... That you guys are dating? Steve did did that without asking you. (laughs) 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 What's what's consent, anyway? (laughs) Well, I'm glad you take this seriously, Steve. Uh, Would you lock the ship until we get back and don't let anyone on or off and that isn't one of us? I will never let anyone on the ship, Captain. Well... Except us. Except us. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> um, as we as we start walking I just uh, Callum grabs Kreska's ear for a minute um, and he says Captain um, I know this kind of seems like dangerous territory and it's not the time for jokes or games but I have a special type of grenade that I got um, and I was going to use it as a prank on Dax but there never seemed like the right <laughs> and I <laughs> And the I old grenade that- prank. <laughs> the old fragmentation grenade prank. The old I, honestly, I honestly thought that he'd get really mad at me and actually kick me out of the band, so i kind of been holding off on it. Um, but it's a hollow grenade. And, um, well, I can cast, and I can, um, well, I can make anything. I can make an illusion, and I can make a talk. Um, I can make it do stuff. I can make it make sound. But I was thinking... If uh, we all want to be safe and not die, I could throw a grenade into somewhere and, and we could make a scene. Like a play. Kreska, like a <gasps> play. <laughs> and when did you want to do this? Huh? Uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I was just thinking like ahead of time so we don't get caught in a room or something and I forget in the moment when I get nervous. Sydney. Huh? You do us a I'm favor Callum. and let us get off the ship and just start walking. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can use your idea that you don't know when it's going to happen. Anything yet. <laughs> when do you want to do this idea, Sydney? Well, I don't know. Sometime. I'm saying when we get One in day, the fucking breakfast, room, maybe literally anytime. Maybe we don't go in guns blazing. Maybe we think for once. Whatever. Wow. Wow. Tom runs ahead. Wait, Cal. No, 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 don't run ahead. Fuck. Start shooting. Rinse. <laughs> to the control room. It's a good idea, Callum. When it seems like a good moment, just let us know. Though I wouldn't rule the prank thing out, but keep in mind that as an android, he will get a bonus on his saves for mind-affecting effects. Okay. And also, don't really forget the... Really infuriating. Aye, aye, Captain. Forget... He walks off. <laughs> well, don't forget the grenades we also got on that uh, other planet, those that slowed things down and shit. Um, uh, uh, I forget, yeah. So the temporal think, disruption grenade. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's let's go to Bounce Town. Let's yep. start heading Bounce north town. toward the control room. Uh, Dax we want to stop in front. and survey the wreckage just to make sure we're not yeah. going to get ambushed. Yeah. yeah we'll, 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 that's on the way. So I'm happy to move through that underbrush toward the crash and do a sweep around the ship for any signs of uh, also just looking for like are there tracks you know what I mean yeah. Do, is there blood do we see somebody leaving the the, the crash the site 
Okay. Um, all right. So you get up there. Uh, give me what's the Starfinder equivalent for survival? Survival. 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 Okay. survival. Right, survival. Give, give me survival checks if you have them. I'll go with Dax because that's actually a skill I have. Twenty-two from Koala. Twenty-nine for Kreska. Twenty-two for Callum. Twenty-three freeze. Oh man, that's a fourteen for Dax. All right, so Kreska, uh, Frisk, Callum, and uh, Koalo. You see, it looks like two sets of prints. Uh, Kreska, you dig in. It's definitely two sets of prints uh, leaving the ship and heading in the direction of the uh, control station. Uh, a, a, a quick uh, survey of the ship. Doesn't look like there's anyone on board. And the door's locked. If you want to try and hack in to check, but you don't see anybody sitting in the cockpit. Let's get to the control. Let's get to the smoking control room. Aye, Captain. Uh, and Dax will start moving uh, ahead. Uh, he's got his new X-Gen gun out, and he's just walking and perceiving for danger, you know, the whole way. Okay. And can you hold that X-Gen gun, or is it a only a mounted gun? It's a two-handed gun. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, you should, this big two-handed ass. heavy weapon, and Dax is, is his main proficiencies are heavy weapons. Perfect. What a good find for you. All right, so you start walking through this jungle with Dax taking the the pole position, and you know you're brought back to when you first entered the jungle, and that giant Jubsnuff came out, and you made short work of it. Uh, and you just again, you feel the presence of this jungle being very alive around you with these oozing plants that kind of reach out and just kind of feebly grasp at the ground near you. Uh, and you think about your uh, battle with the atrocyte, that thing that was floating and dropping fog clouds on you. Um, there were, remember, there were like three of them. It was all blurred, and it was a really fucked up fight. So you're, you're, you're very cautious walking through, making sure there's no other predators. Uh, and luckily, there are not. And you, you start to approach the uh, control station, and you see, like, small fires uh, right at the entrance. At the entrance where you first fought the, uh, that group of cultists that was torturing the dog, where those hover bikes were. Um, there's just small fires. It looks like uh, fresh destruction. Let's go to the map. This is so cool, like going back to a battle map that we already were on before. And it's, yeah, oh, it's just so Conditions cool. Conditions have changed. Oh, the blood is still there. The blood is still there. The blood really doubled from down. The dog. It's just, no. it's just, it kept oozing, and uh, now it's completely dry. Um, but it's, it's changed the complexion of this landscape forever. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Making any sense. Perception check. Perception check, sure. 29. Oh, there you go, Cap. Natural one for Dax. Boom. The captain is wise, and the captain sees. uh, You see uh, prints from the blood leading into the hallway. Um... And there's just, uh, again, this fire coming from, like, just fresh little fires. Looks like someone just fired weapons at the walls for, like, no purpose other than to destroy. Kreska will silently gesture to the prince, to Dax and Qualo, and then nod. Dax will nod and start following the tracks. Qualo skitters ahead. uh, And uh, we'll 
peek through the door if it's unopened. He'll open it very slowly. Okay. It is opened, cracked. Uh, and you look, and yeah, we'll just put some blood prints on here. <laughs> yeah. Some, oh. more, more blood oh. prints. Oh. They're invisible. No. They're invisible. Oh. Two yes. people left all those tracks? Incredible. Hey. Apparently, we're following two octopi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing this on the fly. Two wounded octopi. Two I'm doing this heavily wounded octopi. <laughs> How are those octopi flying that ship? Finally, uh, I'm not the freak. Okay. Um, <laughs> and you see Qualo in peeking in more like scorch marks along the wall, just like random destruction uh, all over the place. They're just so mad that they that they lost the control panel. They're just trying to blow the whole thing up. I guess. Huh? Or that to in, make sense, in, though, they could also intimidate Osteth. That could be the one thing. Like Osteth has to be in there, like waiting for us to return. And it, it, Osteth was aware of everything they were doing with Eldrith in the other room. So maybe it's intimidation tactics. Well, Qualo will walk in Maybe. then. Um, okay, Your Dax will follow. Dax will follow. And what do we'll, you do? We'll walk alongside the prince so as not to muck them up ourselves and just continue looking for their terminal location. If they don't turn off into a room, I don't even want to check them because it seems like time is of the essence now. Okay. Uh, the prince kind of, in, in classic Lavalley fashion, go every which way. Um, you they said they seem- don't go into Osteth's. Room though, right? Uh, it doesn't look like it. Um, this is well, Osteth's room, the first one. Or? I shouldn't say that. Like they're 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 all over the place. The, the reason there's so many prints is there's a lot of back and forth. So my the way I just haphazardly drop drop them isn't completely accurate. Uh, there the whole hallway is full of these prints. Like they've been going in and out of these rooms. Poop. All right, we'll, we'll enter. Do you want to confer with Ostez first, Captain, or do you want to go into the first room they lead into and go one by one systematically? Let's make sure Ostez is still alive. Aye, aye, Captain. So we approach that door and also open it cautiously in case they're in there. Didn't right. we have a way to communicate with her, by the way, through calm? No, never mind. Which door is that? The door to the west, north right? there. The first door to the north in the hallway. Uh, okay. you, you open it up, and uh, Osteth's hologram uh, is there, and it turns towards you, and it's like, Is that... And reaching a hand towards you. Santa's mom. Can we fix Dr. It? Friss, is there anything you can do? Uh, Dax will uh, step into the room. Yeah. And he he also uh, doesn't know if the hologram is waving us off or trying to. Um, it may be trapped, Doctor. Uh, I don't know. He's trying to look around. Can I do a perception to see if anything's unusual that could be... Yeah, I, know, I mean, trapped? you see, without even a perception, you can see... Uh, I mean, you're looking for traps specifically, but you see more scorch marks. It look like the computers have been smashed. Mm. Uh, the control panels okay. uh, have been shot up and... It, not even just fired at, looks like physically smashed. No, not mad. Mad. Friss is gonna step up and assess the damage and see if he can make some quick repairs. 
Okay. Uh, give me an engineering check. Dax will aid. And I aid. Oh, that 20. Oh. Uh, yeah, 40, 43. So you're able to, with, with Dax's help, just kind of st- like stick some wires together to Jerry Rig, uh, oh, Steph, come. Reverse the polarity! Reverse it! The control room. I'm destroying it. The control room. Captain. Qualo. Let's go. Let's go. Dax sprints to the control room. Was that where we fought uh, the boss? Yeah, malice. Uh, that's awful. This is horrendous. Yeah, great. So we Captain, get to go back to that. This terrible couldn't room. possibly be a worse tactical room. position to be in. And there was no other <laughs> entrance into that room, right? It just had that weird kind of uh, sloping down that goes into the yeah, the, the lower upper part and the lower. Yeah, it's just a terrible yeah. tactical position. So let's all sp- yeah, it's three tiered. Okay. Uh, let's Got spread him. out. Let Dax will go in first. Uh, try to use jump jets pretty early, maybe. Calum uh, is your greater invisibility spell ooh. something you can cast on one of us? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Who wants it? I do. We yeah. all raise our we all raise our hands. Yeah, at the same everyone. Time. <laughs> yeah. I would Steve, rather not Steve's be seen comes at all by the enemy. Captain, can I get in on that? Steve. <laughs> um. Okay. So just so we know, for greater invisibility, you can attack, and the invisibility does not end. So who would be the best for this? Steve. <laughs> um, uh, probably have, Qualo or Linnea. I have jetpacks, so I could technically fly in. Qualo can also the, fly. The only thing oh. I want to add on the only thing I want to add for your decision making though is if you're going to target someone later with an ability, one of your allies, you have to be able to see invisible things in order to target them. So just keep that in mind if that has anything else whether that's like qualo yeah. helping other people out right it's a good point i was oh, thinking I that see. if dax was invisible he could go all the way in and just start a fight in the middle of all of it and even if they knew where he was and try to tag him he could take a lot of hits um you know linnea you, you, you i don't think you want to use a jetpack you know invisible it's still good to be invisible but like they'll know you're there you know i'll cast, you're using I'll cast it, it on dax yeah they i want to see me I like the range that they won't know where they're having pot shots taken at from them, yeah. whereas they'll be able to attack with a mischance into a square eventually. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a definite. Um, that's good. Uh, and I've got a pretty good, pretty good stealth. I don't know what everybody's is, but mine's plus eleven, plus that's five good. for me. Yeah, you're great. Also, yeah. I um, I also have displacement as a spell. So if we're stocking up, I can cast greater invisibility on Dax, and then I can cast displacement on Qualo or Linnea. So fifty percent mischance. Ooh. I'm Those are all. Are these are these round spells in Starfinder too? So we're gonna have to go into initiative order. I don't know how that works. Yes, displacement is one round per level. Should be the okay. same with greater invisibility if it's anything like Pathfinder. All right. Cool. So, yeah, why don't we cast it on Dax, and then we'll just go into initiative, however you want to do it, Troy, but then Dax is immediately going to try to qu- quietly open the door and slip in, unseen. Then what I want you to do is roll for initiative right after this word from our sponsor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you 
know how much your wireless is costing you? Probably a lot more than you think. But with Consumer Cellular, you can get talk, text, and data for just $20 a month. Consumer Cellular also offers flexible plans, nationwide coverage to 99% of the U.S. population, no contract, and a 30-day risk-free guarantee. Plus, you keep your number and your phone. Make the switch today. Go to ConsumerCellular.com to get started. <laughs> Roll for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good one, Daxi Magoo. I don't know if it matters now, but... Something so cool about this, and you said it a second ago, it's like coming back. Yeah. yeah to coming to a back. Ma- a is... battle map you've been on, and it's yeah. like, now it's Fog of War again. It's always cool in Pathfinder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Friss, what'd you get? Uh, 19 for Dr. Friss. 19 for the Friss. Linnea. 21 for the whore. <laughs> for the whore. Jesus. 21 for the filthy whore. <laughs> Linnea. <Steve was> filthy whore. <laughs> <laughs> concubine. What the fuck is happening? I don't know. Callum. I got Caleb. a 12. 12 for Caleb. Dax. All right. 27 for Dax. 20. Oh. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Kreska. Nine. Nine. Qualo. If Steve's paying for the relationship, it's not okay by the HR books, by the way. Just, um, it's I a just 13. buy her nice things. 13 to Qualo. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. All right, Dax. What do you want to do here? I want to stealth open. Uh, uh, well, I'm going to delay until Cal- Callum Kest. Oh, I. Oh. All right, so you delay, losing your sweet, sweet initiative. Uh, it goes. No, basically, to... we just all delay. Yeah. Callum cast it on me, and it's one round <laughs> down when it's my okay. next turn. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So Important. greater invisibility is one round per level. Your tenth level, right? So we'll say is nine rounds left. Uh, okay. And Dax is going to move action attempt to open the door stealthily. Okay. okay. Roll stealth with your invisibility bonus. Which I'm assuming is plus 20, and I rolled a natty 19, so that's 50. Oh, wow. All right, so you are able to, as far as you know, stealthily open the doors into this weird, uh, weird-shaped weird room. It's funny, when we did this the first time through, people are like, It's the opposite! It goes down into the room! It goes whatever way I fucking want it to go. <laughs> it goes up. So, uh... Wait, that was Sydney. And <laughs> yeah, it was me, and then fans agreed, and now Joey's oh. really mad. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You got it 180 degrees wrong and gave them an enormous advantage? I thought that was accident? more interesting. No, I, I just thought that was more interesting. <laughs> did you really think it was more interesting, or did you read the map wrong? <laughs> no, I, I... Well, I'll tell you. In my prep, I read the map wrong. Yeah, and exactly. then I was... <laughs> Listen, listen, as I was finishing my prep right before we recorded, I was like, oh, shit, you know what? That's the other way. And then I went, ah. That's a huge difference. All right, Dax comes in at the top of this room. This is part of the balance for six players. And just starts shooting down at everyone. (laughs) (laughs) This is part of the adjustments I make for the balance for six players. Give them a little tactical advantage. It's a lot harder for you. You can't even see into the room from down there. Right. Uh, all right, he's going to stealth, so uh, he'll move half speed if it's Pathfinder rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember, and uh, that'll be one. Uh, this is a- one. 
What? That's just an all-timer polygonal reveal from Troy. That was beautiful. I just you like that. It can't go. That was can't good. Go. That was good. Yeah. You know, I listening. was happy about it behind the screen, but I'm like, nobody cares what I do. <laughs> that was great. Thank Thank you, right. uh, Dax will move to here in a double move and roll stealth with is the this- bone. That is a uh, oh jeez, oh no, thirty six. All right, you're gonna with see a, with the plus twenty, right? Yes, garbage roll. Okay, trash let roll. What, let me show you what you see. You oh, see, she's there. Uh, it's just the two of them. You see oh, Zix wow. missing one hand, uh. just a, a bloody stump, and you see Null Nine. Least interesting thing in the room. The entire control room has been destroyed. Jeez. There's fire licking out of screens, smoke fizzling out, holes in the ceiling where it just looks like gunfire went up. Like It is absolute destruction all throughout the room. And what'd you roll? 36? 36. Okay. Do they seem to hear anything? It appears they don't see you. I'm going to sneak back out. How much movement you got? I'm going to double move back to the door. Right? Wait, how much yeah, right to there. Have? So you moved okay. into the room and then were able to move back all in one round? No. I just That's one round. Sorry. I'll just stay there. I think you guys are in, in initiative, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just assuming everyone was delaying until they heard a shot or got some information from me. But if you guys want to do other stuff, no, that's fair. Yeah, I'll what was the plan? Because you snuck in, right? And now it's their turn. Are they? The plan the was wait until you hear, you know, a gunshot, basically. Okay. All right. So wait until I open fire, it doesn't seem like they saw you. So it goes to Linnea, Friss, Qualo. Callum, Kreska, do any of you want to do anything? Yes. Callum okay. casts displacement on uh, Linnea. Okay. All right, so Callum casts displacement on Linnea. Oh, oh, you, okay. You just see the open door, and you don't know where Dax is. Oh, Kreth. Um, right, what, did you, did no, you not I want w- that? No, but then I wasted my round. I should have said something, but I kind of wanted to use a spell gem to boost my boost. No, you my can weapon. still do it. You have this round yeah. here to do yeah, okay. something. All right. so. I'm gonna. Well, I'm but, gonna. But isn't that that's just for a round? Yeah, and okay, yes. and you don't want to. You yes. don't think we're gonna attack them? I don't. I don't know that you'll shoot in the next round. You know what I mean? You'll know when you're gonna be one okay, round okay, okay. away from right. shooting. I, yeah, you're right. Okay, never mind. I am. Um, you can talk over the calm, uh, Dax, yeah. but then you get to roll another uh, stealth check to see if. You're loud. No, I, I, uh, I'll, I'll delay. I'll delay. Uh, if Linnea delays, Quala will uh, stay in place, but will attune himself to the graviton mysteries of the universe to be closer to full attunement. So hit, this won't be wasted. Okay. I will send a telepathic message to Dax, just to say, yeah, everything good. <laughs> I can respond to you. You can. Uh, You can reply telepathically, but no more than a single message can be sent each round. And each message cannot exceed ten words. Mm -hmm. All right, so it'll come back around then to Dax. Dax, you have ten words. Time for your haiku skills. (laughs) (laughs) 
Dax will say, Null nine here. Nice try, Troy. Troy put like six words in. <laughs> Null nine here. Nice try, Troy. That's seven. Control room destroyed. Coming back out. I think that's nine. Uh, and he's going to come all the way out. I can do that in uh, half speed. So I'll roll stealth again to try to okay. stealth out. But it's it's a double move. So Oh, oh god damn it. God, you kidding me? 35. Natural five followed by a natural four. Okay. And when he gets back there, free action, you'll just hear the whisper. He'll say, the entire room has been destroyed. There is no chance the control panel will work. We have to find another way. We need to take out Null 9 now. End the threat. I catch it. Await for my gunshot. It is Linnea's turn, unless you all hold to come back to Dax. And meanwhile, Qualo can further attune. And so Linnea heard what they what they said like we we're going in right we're going in to destroy null nine so right. she's now gonna buff buff her artillery uh, gun uh, no break. no no not yet you know the layout of that room it's gonna take you more than one round mm-hmm. to get into position to fire at her because she's up True. above and behind so you know it's gonna take you a whole double move just to even get up to where you can legitimately see her that's well, true. but but I would be able to uh, swift action my haste circuit and then run in really quick and then shoot at her. And jetpack too. You're yeah, very but, you're but, but you don't know that I'm going to shoot at her this round. Like, you okay. know what I mean? It, there's no rush. Like once oh, you hear the gunshot, you can charge your weapon and okay, you know, okay, okay, go to All town. Right, I'll, I'll delay. There's plenty of time, Ellie. You've been bullied out of your choice. <laughs> no, I just didn't show. want you to do it and then be like. Well, I'm we're sorry, not going. I, we haven't gone in yet, and now I've wasted my spell gem. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to stand against bullying, but I'm gonna let this slide. Um, <laughs> all right, so it goes through the round again. <laughs> but I'm gonna let it slide. <laughs> it goes Thanks through the round again, <laughs> and it's Dax's turn at the top of round three. You've opened the door, snuck in, looked at the destruction. Scene six, scene null nine, snuck out. And now you've told your team, let's fucking move in. We're going to do it. Okay. Um, He'll move in again. Okay. Half speed. Have to do better than this. Uh, There we go. That's a 43. Okay. Looks like you're still sneaky enough to get past these obviously distracted nihilists. Okay. Um, mm, do I have a, a clear shot on Zix from here, or does uh, Zix still have that cover? little piece of the uh, control board is going to make it tricky for you on Zix? Um, oh, on Zix, yeah, you have a clear shot on Zix. Okay, I'm going to get. You know what? I'm going to give a plus two because of this wall here. You can get over it, but it's it's providing a little bit of cover. Oh, then again, you're closer to it. So, no, a clear shot. Okay, great. 
Uh, all right. I'll have to wait for it to come around to me again. Okay. So, uh, you guys don't know where Dax is. You just know he went back in because you're hearing the communication. It is Linnea's turn. I haven't heard a gunshot yet, so... I'll fucking delay. <laughs> is anyone going to take an action? Okay. So it comes back around. So here's the thing. Today. At this point, we've got six rounds left on greater invisibility, seven rounds left on displacement. I believe that I'm going to sh- shoot at Zix from here, and I think at this point, this should be a surprise round. So I think all of us should get to go in a surprise round and then start the initiative again. You made an interesting case. Mm. Because we are aware of them. Our whole team is aware of them. They're not aware of us. Mm-hmm. We should get one action each. So I think everybody could get a free kind of move action in before they can act. Yeah, that is fair. Even though you pre-rolled initiative before you started the combat, that was more about uh, length of the spells buffs. and whatnot. But yeah, yeah, technically by the rules of the game, you're aware of them. They aren't aware of you. I'll and I'll, I'll add one other thing because this question often comes up first round. In this case, they are flat-footed because they are properly surprised too. Mm-hmm. Nice, 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 nice. We need all So the- you get a, a move or a standard. Um, yeah. Which is why the reason I thought of it is because I was like, oh, I'll just open up and do like two shots. But then I was like, well, you know what? It should be actually surprising. I should get one shot this time. Yeah, I'm um, fine with that. All right, so you start, Dax, and we'll go through the line, and then we'll come back to you, Dax, uh, unless they roll the higher initiative than you. Uh, Right. Okay. They may have. Let's dance. Let's dance. Uh, Dax is going to fire. God damn it. New gun. First shot on the new X Gen, advanced X Gen gun. Flat footed Zix. Flat footed Zix. Deadly aim on. Here we go. Don't even do it, O'Brien. Natural 16. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Got her. Opening hot. Got her. And this particular gun. This is a badass gun. 2D12. Oh, 2d12 kind of 2d12 plus 15 so uh, here we go that is a and that is a uh, so that is 24 points of poop damage what kind of damage besides poop? Uh, piercing 24 piercing poop damage yeah so it's just a, <laughs> but Dax is not visible Dax just all is of a sudden gunshots and uh, damage dealt I believe blood spurting from this uh Isoki, who Linnea, I can only imagine, is so happy to be shot because that's all <laughs> they love it. They love it. Linnea, you're up. You have a standard or a move? Uh, standard. In that case, standard. Uh, use my spell spell gem on my artil- artillery laser uh, to, to supercharge my weapon. <laughs> supercharge. Dr. Frist, yeah. standard or move? Uh, Frist going to take a move. I think he can actually... Yeah, because he wants to climb up to the next level. We're going to go just inside the room and like climb up the wall to get onto the, uh, the yes. console there. Shades of the first fight. Okay. Yeah. Uh, great. Um, I'm just going to hand wave that climb. It's easy for you. Qualo, standard or move? Move. Qualo is fully attuned to the Graviton Mysteries of the Universe and will bound into the room, get behind Friss, and then take the remaining 30 feet of his move action as a fly. 
20, 25, 30, and will land in between Zix and And he says, I think we have unfinished business. Wow, man, Callum just got right into it. Wow, Callum, awesome. and he yells out to the rest of the crew. So, because sometimes some of his uh, slayer abilities catch people off guard, he's going to yell out, "Starquake," which means don't get next to him until don't he unleashes it. Get next to you him. Can so. get, you can get next to the other creatures, but not just right next to Koala. Okay, Callum and won't move. provoke and won't provoke because of the flat-footed because it's a surprise round. Nice. Right. Uh, Callum's running in. He looks at uh, Kreska and Linnea right before he goes through the doorway, and he says, see in there. And he just sprints up, double moves, and he's going to be uh, right behind Dax. Nice. This is great. You get this feeling like you're ready for this fight. You get yeah. this feeling yeah. like you've done Finally. everything you can to be ready for this fight. Uh, Kreska. Reska will do the same thing she did last time, and as a move action, she will rush in, fire off the jump jets, and land on the desk next to Friss. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Let's go! Round one. Dax, you rolled a 27 for initiative. So did Null 9. What is your bonus? I have a plus 9. She has a plus 12. Oh, oh God, are you kidding me? So Null 9 will act. Uh, and seeing Qualo standing 10 feet in front of her, she will fire off uh, her disruption rifle twice at him. Here we go. First attack. Oh, my gracious goodness. 33 to hit. That's a hit. She lays out a lot of damage, if you remember. Don't get crit by her. Uh, 1911, 21 points of damage. That's sonic damage. And then the second attack. Oh, another hit for. Uh, man, two very close crits. Uh, 6, 3, 9. Oh, there's an 8 on a D8. Uh, 17. 27 points of damage on the second attack. So just boom, boom. If you remember, she lays out a ton of damage. And so seeing Qualo land right there, but not knowing what Qualo can do, she just lays into him. And now it is Dax's turn. Uh, When is Qualo going to explode? She should give a speech, though. Uh, You know what? She should give a speech. So Uh uh, now that she sees this all happen and you all get the jump on her, uh, you see the room is ripped apart and smoking and she's just like, you fools. And she's got that metallic-y, androidy voice intervening in something you cannot possibly understand. What did you do here? The prophecy said we were meant to find this weapon and destroy galaxies. Who are you to stand in the way? And then boom, boom. Blows at Qualo. Now it's Dax's turn. Qualo's not going to explode. He is going to do another uh, uh, graviton revelation, a zenith revelation. Uh, just don't stand next to him. That's all. That's all he asks. Uh, all right. Don't stand. Don't stand. Don't stand. Am I? Am I reading into it and giving Troy too much credit? Is there any? Is there any chance that they didn't do this? They did this, right? They destroyed this whole place? She was like, what have you done? You don't know what you're doing? I was just... I think, I think it just... There's something about the way them. he said it made me think that, like, they found it like this. Like, destroyed. Oh, Maybe I'm overthinking Too much Delta Green. Too much Delta Green. Uh, all right. 
I'm going to fire twice at her. And you can give her that partial cove and then I'll give reduce it, it by bone. two. Whatever the, okay. co- the bonus cover is. Okay. She has a plus uh, 19 cover. So I'll make it plus 17. Plus 17. Fucking prick. Uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. Two shots. First shot. M- miss. Uh, second shot. Uh, natural 20. Oh, man. Shwaka, shwaka. Does this have a critical effect? I can't remember. I really don't think it does. I don't think it does either. Yeah. No. Uh, it does not. But that's okay. still going to be 4d12 plus 30 damage. Uh, yeah, no crit effect. I have Deldrick's sheet up here. But 4d12. <laughs> oh, uh, that's on null, right? Uh, so that's 52. 52 points of damage. Wow. <laughs> These just big old rounds firing out of this thing. <laughs> Critical hit on null. Nine! It is Linnea's turn. Linnea, what do you do? You used your spell gem. Yep, she fires up her jump jetpack and flies into the room. It's not standing next to Qualo. Is that far enough far yep. enough away from you, Qualo? It's perfect. Fifteen and feet. She's in the air looking at Null Nine saying, I think you dropped something. Oh, you bitch. (gasps) You bitch. (laughs) You bitch. (laughs) And then she smiles and takes her shot. And I'm uh, I'm prepared with my D6s, and here we go. Go first, I have to roll an attack. (laughs) (laughs) Crap, we're all so amped up. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 14, Natty, 14, I think, plus, plus, uh, uh, that's going to be 20, uh, uh, 10 for tw- Fuck. I, I'm so bad at math. God damn it. 3 plus... Because that one number to the other. It's a plus 16. one number that you rolled. Plus 13. Plus 13. So, uh, 27. 27. Against? No. EAC. EAC. Right? It's an artillery laser, isn't it? Yeah. That's a hit. Oh, thank God. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. nine is hit. Null nine is hit. All right, here comes the damage. Uh, so that's going to be... Ooh, okay. Uh, 12 plus 13 plus... Uh, 23 plus 16 is... 39 points of damage? Yep. 39 <laughs> Make points. Make them do the work, Ellie. You're yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> damage. So Linnea flies in and gets face-to-face yet again with the uh, creature that almost ended her life. Yeah. And that's going to be... I mean, she's an android. Who knows what the level of emotion is? You've seen what Dax can do. Uh, But there's got to be this look in her eyes of just like... "Ah!" Yet another (laughs) failure. And boom! Gets blasted by Linnea. It is Dr. Friss's turn. Dr. Friss, you're on top of the console in the back of the middle of this room. All right, Friss is like, I have, he talks to uh, the Ahsoki. This I admire your gumption, but death comes to all. And he is going to do a sneak attack uh, with his uh, syringe injector, natural one. Fuck. Oh, 
Ay. Oh man, is this going to hit one of your allies? Is this going to hit one of your allies? And should I pee into this oh. beer can? <laughs> Find out at eleven. <laughs> they could just surrender, and then you could go pee. Yeah, lay down your arms. Lay down I your arms. Sc- you can go pee. Lay down, lay down a lot more than that. All right, this one from Nadav in Rockville, Maryland. Talk nerdy to me. Go on. As you line up your shot, your target reveals spoilers of the newest blockbuster hollow flick you just made plans to see with your BFF. And you lose focus (laughs) due to indignant rage. All right, so you lose focus. Uh, You're so angry at this target. Take minus two to attack rolls until your next full rest. Jesus. A A successful will save allows a short rest to remove this condition. Okay, so you're standing there and just memories of your... It doesn't uh, matter. This is the last fight of the book. (laughs) Is it, though? Something about this thing's bothering me. Your uh, oh. your your memories of your experience on uh, Good Morning Glipglorp come flashing into you, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. ah, I hated that show. I uh, remember how stupid the system is. <laughs> uh, will save. Will save. To be fair, fumbles aren't part of the system. That's true. <laughs> no, no, I mean our system. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> will save. Systems, yes, will save would be against uh, her uh, AC. Uh, th- uh, yep, twenty. Yeah, so minus two for the rest of your life uh, to attacks. Uh, It is Qualo's turn. Qualo, you have been fired up and you're staring into the face of Nell Nine. You can't help but wonder, is she the one that turned Denali? Was Denali just picked by the Devourer and ended up in Nell Nine's court? What what do you do? What do you say? Do you say anything? Looks at Zix and then looks at Nell Nine and says, You never even attempted to comprehend the mysteries of the universe. All you peddled in was filthy destruction. Well, I will introduce you to oblivion if that's all you understand. And he slashes out at Zix. With a standard attack, that is going to be a 34 to hit. Oh, Uh, yes, that will hit. 35 points of damage. And then you see... A solar flare come out of Qualo's body as a star quake is unleashed, and there are like ten of him. And the ground rumbles next to him, and he leaps off like a running back out of uh, like the I formation <laughs> and bounces from Zix into Null Nine. They both take two D eights of damage. Zix Ooh. takes. 10 points of damage, and Null 9 takes 9 points of damage. And Any bo- save, or no? No, not for the damage. Now they okay. have to both give me reflex saves. They both give you reflex <sighs> saves. That's <laughs> great. So you're this able to rocks. attack, uh, to do a, yeah. a standard attack, and then still do this bounce The Starquake thing. is a move action, and I get to, I don't, I don't provoke attacks of opportunity either during either of this moves, and anyone I'm adjacent to has to make this save and take this damage. Here's Null's reflex 27, so I'm sure she's yeah, fine. Uh, and then Zix, I've lost his paper. Uh, let's see. It's going to be close. Where the fuck is it? Um, all right, Zix is going to be a 21. Shit. Yeah, they both passed. If they had failed, they would have been knocked prone. So, oh. But the good news is, is that I'm now threatening the uh, uh, range character. So something's going to have to happen for her to be able to fire without taking a 
big Kurosagama to the face. This is true. Callum, what do you do? Um, okay. So, uh, I can see them, correct, from my position or no? Uh, yes, they're they're a little hidden behind that wall there, but I gave Dax the shot, so you should be able to get get the shot as well. Okay. Um, so I am going to Especially Nal. Nal is up. Further, right, okay, right. Up higher. Um, I'm going to focus on both of them, uh, on Nyx and Null, and I'm going to cast Slice Reality, which uh, slices into both of them with this, like, black, uh, sickly stuff over their skin, and, well, I guess the android doesn't have skin, but still, through her circuitry. Um, Please make fortitude saves for both of them. All right. Oh, Null did not roll well. Mm. Uh, 15 for Null. Uh, and then Zix rolled a... Oh, no! I think they both failed 14 for Zix. For once, oh. they both fucking failed by wow. DC. Wow. Um, wow. So I rolled a three and a four. They're going to take full damage, which is six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Plus, do I plus anything? No. Do I plus anything, David? To what? My da- my damage. <laughs> Sorry, I was answering a separate question to Grant on the side. Uh, not paying so much attention. So uh, I don't think it is. It says maybe? DC. I don't know. It says DC sixteen plus ten versus SR, but that's not it. That's no plus for me. It's nine damage for both of them. Nine damage. Okay, but they both take full damage. All right. So uh, Callum steps up and lays out with this slice reality. You said. Yeah, slice reality. Okay. Uh, great. So they're both like, ah, Qualo Cal- uh, can see they kind of like it. It's creepy. Uh. And it is Kreska's turn. Kreska will level her gaze at Null 9 and just tilts her head slightly to the side. And will Null 9 please roll a will save? A it will is save. a mind affecting effect. Okay, yeah. plus two. Let's see. Uh, oh, no. Natural two. Oh, shit. Wow. Okay, oh, no. Uh, no. Yeah, no, I failed. I failed. Null nine takes 52 points of damage <gasps> from the mind thrust. Oh, and 52? 52. 10d10. Oh, and oh, you are fatigued God. for one round. Whoa. Oh, my You're God. dead. Wow. You're what so is Finn? Sorry, so she's still up, uh, but she is completely rocked by this. Is fatigued? What is fatigued uh, uh, imbue upon her? I think it's actually uh, a minus two. Yeah, it's shaken. Uh, They're off. You can either two. run or charge. Minus one. Uh, it's a minus one. Minus one to okay. AC attack rolls, melee rolls, reflex, and then it's oh, also that bulk God. issue. Wow. That's fine. Oh, so I mean, her brain's like, and and Qualo, you can see just this like grayish blue liquid start coming out of her ears and nostrils right in front of you. Jeez. Uh, and Qualo looks at her and just says, "Oblivion awaits." <laughs> Be so scary to have a snail saying that in your face <laughs> with a glowing Kusarigama. It is Zix's turn. Zix will move up in the direction of Linnea and just like with the one hand she has left, stab at Linnea with this tack knife. I, uh, I think I'm in the air. 
Oh, you're still floating. Okay, so she'll stab at Kreska. 27 against Kak. Miss. Miss. So just Whoa. lashes out at nothing. It now goes to the top of the next round. It's Nell Nine's turn, and Nell is standing there just like, <sighs> You don't know what's coming. You don't know that you cannot escape the power of the Devourer. You may kill our sect, but he will find you. He will find you in your darkest moment, and you will embrace him as all of us did. And she takes a step back and just slow motion throws a disruption grenade in the direction of Friss, Kreska, Linnea, and Zix. Oh. <laughs> Hits the uh, metaphysical intersection in the midair space, uh, or like uh, in the wall behind Linnea, which would then branch out. But I don't think this does damage, or does it, David? It does not, but everyone's going to need to give you a fortitude save. That's right. Uh, and that includes Zix. Zix made a natural, too, so Zix failed. I think Kreska failed, too. 14. Uh, yeah, 14 for me, too. Okay, how's the 10? Jeepers. Wow. Everybody failed? <laughs> Everyone, including uh. Zix, failed, and you are all stunned for one round. Oh, oh my wow. God. Or, sorry. Yeah, it's stunned, oh, I think. Stunned. You're right. You're right. It's yeah. stunned. Yep. All right, so you're all stunned, which means you drop your weapon, right? Oh, Were we just talking about this? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so you all drop your weapons, just and even Zix drops his tactical knife. And Null is just, again, bluish gray liquid coming out of her nostrils, coming out of her ears. There's barely any there, there left. It is Dax's turn. Dax is going to move up uh, into position uh, right next to Zix, uh, but looking to take a clear shot past Qualo at uh, Null 9. And he's just going to slowly raise this advanced X-gun, level it, look down the sights, aim carefully, and fire one heavy round at her. That's going to be close, or not close at all. 25 against CAC. Blast off the back wall of the control board. Destroying the one last computer that was still intact. <laughs> Damn it. It goes from Linnea, who's stunned, to Dr. Friss, who's stunned, to Qualo. Uh, Qualo is disadvantaged in uh, Starfinder not being able to kind of take a five-foot step and do a full attack. Uh, so he is going to move and take one single attack rather than his flashing strikes and say... That might be all it takes! Oh, Allow me on. to be the harbinger of the universe's distaste for your nihilism. <laughs> uh, 17 on the die! That's going to oh, be yes. a 33 to hit. And the damage done... By the solar weapon. The manifestation of creation itself will be 32 points of damage. Oh. Koala winds up, and as the, the blade is swinging towards Nell 9, he has all these flashbacks of his time with the crew of the Denali coming out of his room to see the airlock open and his crew gone and Denali flying away, and then to face him years later, having embraced the Devourer, and then to now face his captain 
and land the killing blow. Yes. Nell Nine collapses to the floor. Poetic justice. Wow. A little too fast. And it is Callum's turn. Callum, you're one of the few people in the room still left able to fight everyone else's stun. Zix is right here. What do you do? Yeah, um, Callum is going to turn toward Zix um, and just take a shot with the uh, sonic pistol, the Thunderstrike, which I don't think Callum has actually used yet. Uh, You're going to need to move to get into position. Uh, oh, so you'll be able to take one shot, but you want to get down at least a little bit so you're uh, within line. Yeah, that's um, good. Honestly, I'll move. I, I can move all the way in. Um, sure. All right. So yeah, so he's going to move further into up the staircase into the room, and uh, I'm going to take the shot. Let's see. Take the shot. Take the shot. Oh, uh, that's probably not going to do it. Eighteen. Eighteen. Callum comes up. Callum is not. The gunsmith that the you rest have of the you stunned are. AC. I yeah, don't have flat, the stunned AC. Flat footed. So it's just flat footed. And what'd you roll? Uh, a 19. Against? Or eight, 18. What did I say? 18. 18. 18 against? Uh, I believe it's Eak. E. Yeah. If it's yep. Eak, that actually is a hit. <gasps> yep. Let's go. Oh. Uh, so I'm going to need you to make a uh, fortitude saving throw. Fortitude save. Uh, 17. That. Uh, that passes. You're not definite. Oh, max damage, That's though. Um, oh, wait, what? I was going to say, that saving throw is only on a crit, though. Yeah. yeah. That's just the Oh, on a crit. Effect. My bad. Yeah. How, uh, dare still. how dare you? How dare you? How much damage? 13 damage. Sonic damage. Okay, so uh, Callum lights up the stunned Zix, but Zix still stands. It's Dax's turn. Oh, no, it's Kreska's turn. Kreska's stunned, and then it goes to Dax, because Null 9 is gone. Dax, you're standing next to Zix. Do you deliver Dax killing blow? slowly turns to Zix. It's like, your time is over. And... Yeah, I mean, he thinks, like, in, the, in the, the speed at which calculations happen in his head, he thinks of the odds of ever getting any actionable intelligence out of this creature, knowing the way that these cultists operate, and it, he just decides in an instant, boom, we're done here, instant death. And he is going to point this barrel point blank, which is something I meant to ask before, and I thought about it the entire round going up to it, but didn't mention it on the actual shot. Are they flat-footed to me because I'm invisible? Is that a thing in Starfinder? I've been trying to look it up. I can't see anything uh, on on it, but it's not exactly like well, shoot him and let's well see if it's close. Out rules. <laughs> well, he's flat-footed. Uh, she's flat-footed anyway because she's still stunned. Oh, okay, okay, good. Right, uh, so uh, it doesn't matter. No AOO. Uh, okay, here we go. Well, First, we should look that up, though, <laughs> so we'll know it. Taking two shots. First shot is a twenty-one against Cac. 21 hits CAC exactly. Oh, beautiful. Uh, Okay, then that is going to be... Oh, there we go. Uh, That is 32 points of damage. Describe your kill. Oh, Oh, nice. Like I said, it tries to think... Dax wants to question this creature, but just knows nothing's going to come of it, and he levels the barrel of this heavy gun right against its chest. And just... Just like like getting hit with a fifty cal bullet, like basically 
just shatters her against the side of the control panel yeah. and it's over. A small Yosoki just gets blown back into the control board, bounces off haphazardly, and uh, six seconds later, uh, Kreska, Friss, and Linnea uh, get out of there stunned, and you stand in this now destroyed room amongst the dead bodies of Nulnine and Zix the Yosoki. <sighs> What do you do? God. Uh, Dax is going to frantically look and see if there's any salvaging anything. I'm assuming there's nothing. No matter what we do, it's all broken. We can't do anything. It's all destroyed. uh, Are you uh, good with computers? Uh, No, but he's he's passable. Um, Obviously, Friss is is the one that can take care of it. Yeah. um, Give me some computers or engineering roles, whatever you're... Uh, I can do engineering. Yeah. Can I'll look around with an engineering. Oh, 28. 28. Uh, all right. So a lot of it is in bad shape, but it does look like some of it could be salvaged, similar to what Frist did uh, um, oh, okay. before. Yeah. Like you feel like some of it could be salvaged, um, but you're never going to get everything up and running quickly if speed is important to you. Uh, certainly over time, you think you might be able to, to fix all of these, but. I don't know what your what your time frame is. Chris is just going to try to as do emergency repairs, like get as much done as quickly as he can. Um, just try to like put out the fires and like get salvage whatever he can of the data. Okay, give me uh, engineering. Uh, that is a twenty-eight. All right, so I'm going to say Frisk takes about an hour with a twenty-eight and is able to get one of the monitors back online. Um, and when it does, uh, the, uh, hologram of Osteth, uh, materializes on the screen, but it's like a three dimensional hologram. So it's on the screen, but it's coming off the screen as well. Um, but the part that's off the screen is a little fuzzy. Um, and she's just like, were you able to retrieve the control board? Yes. We have it. What do we do now? As you can see, this android has done much damage here. But perhaps, yes, perhaps we can still salvage this mission. You should find a slot under one of the uh, operation terminals here. It seems as if this one is the only one that is functional, but maybe we can work together to get some more online. However, look underneath this terminal and you should find a slot with which to put the control board in. Yeah, I, I look... Yeah, sure enough, you see various slots all among, but like the computer that you have on board or online, you do see a slot. You could slip the control board right in like you're uh, putting a new hard drive in a computer. Yeah. All right. So Friss, like he's doing surgery, puts his hand out for the control board to sit with his head like under the Give console. it to me, damn it. <laughs> Give me the control board now. Um... Linnea has been holding onto it, it's crusted yeah, in exactly. blood. Yeah, with her rigor mortis hands, yeah, yeah. crushing <laughs> it gently. Yeah, finally, so she, parts of it. 
cuts her hand off and gives <laughs> shoes off her hand and she shoes off her. She learns quickly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I take I take it and this surgeon's hands tries to slot it in and get it running. All right, so Friss, small but mighty, uh, crawls under the bo- under the uh, console and is able to deftly place the control board into the slot. And you see, the second you get it in, the second you feel that click, that oomph of it getting in, like a, a glowing on the terminal that you reactivated. And she's like, yes, yes, this will do just fine. I cannot believe after all these years it has come to this. But destroying the super weapon is the only way. The terminals will need some work, but we have time. The gate cannot be opened until each of the controller moons reach the innermost point of their orbits. That will happen... And then there's, like, calculations and... (laughs) Approximately 11 hours and 28 minutes from now. You should rest up, heal, do whatever you see fit... Once the moons are aligned, we will not have much time. Of course, opening the gate is only one problem. Destroying the stellar degenerator is a greater problem still that only you can perform. How do we destroy it? What is the procedure? Can we work on it? Practice? Get ready. What will we find in there? By my calculations, it will take an act of devastating power. It was built as a weapon of war, after all, and can withstand a great deal of punishment. It will likely take more firepower than your mere starship can bring to bear. While you are absent, I ran over ten billion simulations, and I have come to some conclusions. I believe it may be possible to pilot the stellar degenerator directly into one of the gate's twelve suns. (gasps) However, that would mean someone would need to board the superweapon, which likely still has ancient security measures still in place. I am also unsure how such an event would affect the rest of the system. One thing is for certain. It will end in the death of whoever is at the Stellar Degenerator's helm. The only other option that I have found would be to find something of unimaginable size to collide with the superweapon. This option would most likely end in the same result. No other solutions arose during my simulations. I am sorry to give you this news While I know something of the sacrifice required, it is not my place to tell you what you should do. However, should you achieve it, 
you will be saving countless civilizations to come. Should you fail, life as you know it and the lives of future generations will be lost. At that moment, boom, a clock comes up on the screen, now counting down 11 hours and 26 and a half minutes. 26, 28, 26, 27, 26, just counting down. Jesus. Doctor, you are quite good with these computers. If any of your crew is good as well, we can take this time to get them back online in some way. It will not be perfect, but I will need all the power possible to open the gate. Chris just narrows his eyes and nods, looks at Dax, and he thinks to himself, he doesn't say this, but he wants to look at the available data as well. He doesn't necessarily trust the computer that these might be the only two options. Mm-hmm. If he has time, in addition to fixing the computers, he wants to make sure that that's true or not. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. What is uh, Kreska doing during this time? I mean, she's essentially weighing the options of that, that she's going to have to essentially ask either one of her crew or herself to sacrifice themselves to save the universe. That's no easy thing to ask. Uh, oh, she, just to, to clarify, should we be waiting in space, up in orbit, ready to go once these, once all the planetoids align? Or would you rather us wait here on the on the ground with you. I would wait here just in case there are other preparations that need to be made. This gate has not been opened in a long, long time. You could gain more information here than you could up there. Very well. Dax, what are you doing? Dax is, um, as soon as the uh, uh, hologram started speaking about piloting the thing into the sun, he, you know, obviously immediately it impacts him greatly, the, the thought of it and what it means. Um, and he's having a hard time wrapping uh, his head around what it means. Um, and you know, he looks at Dr. Friss and Dr. Friss basically says like, we'll, we'll find, we'll find, we'll find another way. You know, we'll, we'll look into it. We, you know, we don't have to like settle for this. And he believes that, uh, to a certain extent, he knows if anybody's going to find a way it's, it's Dr. Friss. But at a certain point, um, he starts thinking about, uh, a lot of the music that he's loved the most that, that talks about, you know, sacrifice and, and you know, uh, giving yourself over to something, and, and the the power that comes with that, and um, I think he probably goes into the captain, and uh, captain, may I have a word? Of course, Dax. 
I've been doing a great deal of thinking about the situation. And while Dr. Friss runs scenarios of how we could possibly destroy the stellar degenerator, and while I remain optimistic that other forms may come to light, I also believe it's possible that occurrences will arise that we have not yet predicted that could change and alter our course greatly within the next several hours. That said, should it come to one person piloting the stellar degenerator into one of the gates of one of the suns, I humbly request that you allow me to do it and that we do not have an argument about it. You would give up your life. Why? I was created, Captain, to serve. I spent many years in service, unaware that it was not by choice. When that realization came to me, it changed everything for me. I no longer wished to serve. I wished to do things that I wished to do, which was, I'm understanding now, not a strange concept to many sentient beings. To me, it was. And you were one of the first people I met when I made that realization. Since then, I have, while happily following your lead, I've had the privilege to decide things for myself and to choose my own path. While I consider this service to the greater good, to all of the life and art and beauty that is to come, that is that exists now or is to come, I do believe that it is service I am choosing for the first time, and that makes my decision easy. I would like to do this, because I think that the sacrifice of my consciousness is a very small price to pay for what will be saved. And yet, have you not experienced anything that you would want to continue to live for? Your friendship with Qualo and Callum, perhaps, or love, or the many wonders of the universe that you have yet to discover? Yes, Captain. Many things. It is the realization of what those things mean to me that so greatly increases the importance for why I must do this. These experiences must be allowed to continue and the cult cannot be successful in preventing everyone from having the opportunity to experience these things. Of course, I agree with that. I just, I fear you making an effort to make the sacrifice while noble 
ignores your very real need to continue to grow and evolve and discover what you might love. It is love that has given me the greatest pause, Captain. I believe I experienced it once, though I cannot explain it. I believe I told you before. The Lashunta woman said to me that she loved me, and I knew, somehow, within my memory, that I loved her back. Could not explain it. I have not found her. I do not believe I will. We are far flung into the vast and far away from that hope that once existed. But that is not the reason for this decision. Believe me, I would greatly desire to not do this, and I am eager to explore all ends. I merely suggest, if this is our last possible option, I request that it be me. Very well. Might I suggest you don't discuss this with the others? Aye, Captain. And he just turns around and leaves. We go over to Callum and Linnea, kind of lingering near each other as the full brunt of this situation hits them. They were both drawn to, but also sort of thrust into this uh, cause, this journey. What happens here? What are you guys thinking? Well, Linnea's mom sacrificed herself for the greater good. Uh, But unfortunately, Linnea has just realized what death is. And like she's told Qualo, she doesn't seem to believe in an afterlife right now. So for her, this is devastating news. Um... And so I think she's looking to call towards um, Callum and with like desperation in her eyes because this is, I mean, this is like, this is the worst possible news. Like we have to kill one of us in order to save the rest of the world or the universe. Yeah, I think she says that we have to kill, we have to sacrifice one of us. Uh, And you see Callum, Callum's Brithani skin he has the skin mimicry and it's gone into this like smoky shadowy black it's very dark hmm. um and he looks at Linnea and he says I have lost everybody I've ever known and it's not something to pity me about and I'm okay with it I'm used to it I've died come back I don't know why I'm here I don't know why I found you guys I feel lucky I did I feel like I don't deserve it you're the only family I've ever really had and um man it would suck it was just really really sucks so bad so I don't know man um I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I feel like maybe it's my fault. Maybe I could have done something different. No, no, no. 
No, it's not your fault. This is the... This is the fault of the people who wants to kill everything. This is not our fault. You shouldn't... You have us. You have us, and we'll stick together. We'll find a way. There's no need that anyone needs to die. No more death. And she says that loud to everyone. No one should die. And Callum kind of looks side-eyed, and he just knows that it, that's not the case. He knows that somebody will have to die, and that is just the way it is. And he kind of puts on the brave face for Linnea, and he's kind of like, yeah, okay. Um, but he knows. And in his heart of hearts, he's like, it could be me. And that's the way this life is. May I say something to everyone? Dr. Friss will, of course, continue to do his analysis. And perhaps there will be another way. But we have all agreed to lay down our lives for this cause. Because we believe it to be a worthy cause. We believe that there is meaning in the universe. And meaning to the many lives found within... And when the moment comes, if it requires the ultimate sacrifice, I know that each and every one of us would gladly do it. But we should fight and move forward as if, as if we will continue to live and not have to make that sacrifice. And that we might see the beauty and magic of the universe on the other side of this crisis. Yes. Yes, Captain. A universe without the cult of the devourer. That is what I would like to see. As the captain says that, you see Qualo in the corner, and his arms are crossed across his chest, the front of his shell, and his legs are drawn in, and he begins levitating off of the ground. And his solar boat is just slowly rotating around him. And as it goes faster and faster and faster, 11 other moats go around it. It's a simulation of the 12 suns that are happening. And he feels mm -hmm. the solar energy of the universe. And as that happens, he reaches down to a device that's been around his neck where his voice emanates from all this time. And he clicks it off. And you just hear... And all the other orbs harmonize with that weird high-pitched noise. And it creates this hum. And it reminds you of the warmth of fusion that comes from the sun that gives all of us life. And he says, We're all ready. We're prepared. And I, for my part, am ready to lay down my life for you as well. This is who I really am. And who we all really are aren't limited by our bodies. We're all made of stars, and we'll all return there one day. And the eleven motes that accompanied his single moat disappear and he slowly gets back down on the ground, walks up to the captain and says, I'm ready now, captain. And time passes. 
as the clock continues to tick down. Friss has spent a lot of time working on the computers. Uh, some of you with engineering can help as well, and you're able to get s- some of them back online. Not yeah, as much Friss, as you'd by the like. Friss is... He, he doesn't believe in the no-win situation. Yeah. So he's working on this, but he's also a fatalist. He knows everybody dies. He doesn't say, like, he sees this, he sees Qualo, like, having this moment with everybody. He's just like, this is something to strive for, it's something to fight for. But he's like, we may all die. But it, if we do, it won't be for lack of trying on my part to find another way. So that's all he does. He's just, like, working at this, fixing the computers and finding another way to make this happen. And you see Osteth simulations, and you look through them, and it's just like they all end in x x x x x x x x x x x x billions billions. You could never go through all of them, but you do see that she's pulled out two simulations that have to do with just a force beyond measure going into it, or it going into the force that is created by the Gate of the Twelve Suns. And it makes sense to you. And you know that, and you know it probably in a way that, like, you don't want to let the others know. Yeah. Even though they already know. Because they're looking at you for hope. Like, maybe Friss always finds another way. The time continues to tick. Jesus. I imagine that... <laughs> I, just initi- saw, I just looked uh, over as I'm, like, going through these tracks to play. I just looked over at this track that is playing right now. The title of the track is Price to Pay. (laughs) (laughs) So dead on. You're watching the the clock tick down and time passes and you tell me, is anybody resting? I imagine not. You're fully rested. Maybe you you spend your spells or something to, to, did anybody get hurt? Qualo just had some stamina damage, which yeah. he'll rest. I think Dax is, he thought for a moment about spending his time on calculations uh, and variations, and he may have started it, but he finds he's oddly distracted and unable to focus on the pure math uh, of the whole thing. And... Uh, he keeps coming back to music and he keeps mm-hmm. thinking that if these are the last hours he's going to spend, he's going to spend it listening to music and he just listens to music and just sits there for hours listening and maybe playing a little bit, but mostly listening demo tapes of him demo and Qualo tapes. and yeah. Callum. <laughs> he writes some notes like, Quali, you really need to work on this when I'm (laughs) When we get out of this, I'm going to teach you really how to play drums. (laughs) Well, no, now Quali has a Chester Bennington-esque, like, uh, high-pitched singing voice to go along with it. It's not just, like, hardcore metal lyrics. So go to, like, an Evanescence song or something, too. So there's (laughs) a tenderness to it. Like a Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Like, and all of a sudden, I'm like, like, you you turn off the voice box, and Dax is just like, Fuck that. I want to live. <laughs> we can fucking tear this thing apart. <laughs> With that voice. So you all have this long day and night together, reminiscing and also ruminating upon what the future may hold. 
it gets down to the last few minutes of the clock when the moons will all be aligned and Eltrith comes back on she was always available if you needed to oh, excuse me Osteth comes back on she was always available if you needed to ask her questions but uh, she says uh, I wish there was another way I said that to Eltrith long ago when we made the decision we made to turn ourselves into eternal guardians of this gate. He assuaged my fears by reminding me that what we do is for a greater purpose. Hopefully you will remember that. Hopefully it will give you the solace that it gave me. The world is a dark and terrible place, but it is also quite beautiful, and it is that beauty that we must protect. Prepare yourselves. The clock ticks. Five minutes. Four minutes. Three minutes. Two minutes. One minute, the 60-second clock starts flying down. is as fast as it's going. It starts to slow down until finally three, two, one. And you see Osteth's hologram working in space. She's now in the room from the work that Friss has done to get the computers back online. And she is initiating the opening of the demiplane. And you see now on the monitors that you got back up a tear in space starting to happen. This like as this rip in space and time begins to slowly, slowly open. Light pouring out of it, but a light that is also the absence of light. But then you hear a loud sound that sounds like it's coming from the core of the planet. And the ground shakes beneath your feet. And suddenly a a red light flashes on and an alarm blares throughout the crawl. Osteth looks around and although she's a hologram, she's displayed emotions to you before and she looks terrified. Oh no. And she just looks at you and says, My friends, something is terribly wrong. And you can see she's making uh, calculations as she's talking to you. Uh, It appears that uh, thanks to the gate's advanced age, several microprocessors across the controller moon's core facilities are failing. Unfortunately, I have already initiated the subroutine to open the demiplane. My calculations predict... That unless something is done in the next few minutes, a catastrophic chain reaction will destabilize the system's 12 cosmic strings and cause each and every one of the suns to be pulled into the center of the system. Such a collision would cause a massive supernova and the stellar degenerator would remain safe within its demiplane. 
So you realize in that moment what she's saying is not only will the Stellager generator be locked away for others to eventually find, there's a supernova coming that will destroy all of you and everything. The consoles around the room beginning run, begin running more simulations, more simulations like Friss had been looking through all night long, rapid speed, and then all of them end with just flashing red screens like they haven't been able to find the answer. And then you see one, one screen is just, it keeps putting out lines of code like it's figured something out. And Osteth turns and looks at you and she says, yes, yes, I have it. I believe this will work if I split my consciousness across the 12 controller moons. My own programming could provide the necessary corrections for our plan to proceed. But due to the failsafes that Eltreth and I created over the centuries, this process is impossible without him. The only way to stop this catastrophe is if one of you can take Eltreth's place. Oh, Jesus. This is the only way. Your doctor has already accessed the programming necessary. One of you must stand upon the dais and join me, or we are all doomed. And she just looks at you with pleading eyes. What do you do? The ground Shaking beneath your feet I think it's time, Captain I'd like to volunteer Qualo, no Yes All of my power has been Borrowed from the universe And to the universe it must return let me take her place. Do you understand what you're saying? You'll be translating your consciousness into zeros and ones. That's all it ever was. Dax said he couldn't concentrate on the equation. We're all an equation of the universe. We just don't know it. I'll be turning myself into just another expression the mysteries of the universe. Kreska looks at Ostep and Wait. Do we need any special skills? This is a good point, Captain. No. Once the doctor completes the process, whoever makes the sacrifice will gain all the knowledge necessary. The whole, it looks like an old Star Trek, like, oh, oh. the whole room is shaking. Screens are breaking. Dr. Friss, is there another way? Uh, Is there? Can I have have time to see if there's any other way to do this? You spent all night studying the simulations that she ran before you guys came back, and you see those same simulations coming up on the screen, and it's just this one that seems to be the solution. The one that she has told you. Chris is like... Yeah, he's drained, and he's just exhausted. He looks like... I wish there were no other way. 
I cannot ask you to do this, Qualo. But if you were to do so, the universe would be in your debt. All ebbs and flows into each other for eternity. Goodbye, Captain. And before he goes, Kreska reaches out and grabs one of his arms and just very gently kisses the top of his head like she's kissing his forehead goodbye. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Go with Grace Qualo. I already I have. On your debt. I already have. I, I went with you on this journey. I'll continue. Goodbye, Dax. Dax is going to step up to Qualo. Also reach a hand out. Place it on his shell. Just say, Open the gate for me, and I will fly the cellage generator in. Together, we will save the universe. We will, Dax. Goodbye, Linnea. And I'll step back. Qualo, you're alone. We, we're leaving you. We, we, we can't leave you. He walks away from her and walks away and says, Goodbye, Callum. Goodbye, Dr. Friss. I'm not going alone. You'll see me whenever you look out to the sun. Callum Bye. runs up and just puts his head against the shell really quick and just goes, Bye. And uh, runs back. And Koala walks up there, sits down, floats again in the same manner. You see the solar moat just... And those 11 other motes again join him, mirroring the 12 suns themselves. And you hear him harmonize. And it's the most beautiful sound you've ever heard when the other 11 come in. And Friss, when you first came into the main controller room where you met Eltreth, you saw the programming on how to do this. You purposely reminded yourself like I need to know how to do this so you have it all at your disposal Osteth helps you you go through the sequence and Qualo stands there and then all of a sudden just ah, this bright light comes from the dais and blots out the room like you're staring into eclipse. An eclipse you can no longer even look towards where Qualo once stood. Your eyes can still see uh, as you close them those motes swirling around his head. And you turn in the direction of the monitors and after a moment you see Qualo appear as a hologram standing next to Osteth. Osteth reaches out a hand to you, Qualo. Do you grab it? Yes. You grab Osteth's hand, and in that moment, you're flooded with centuries of knowledge immediately uploaded into your consciousness. And together, you and Osteth just begin instinctively pushing a series of buttons, swiping your arms in beautiful technomagical arcs to perform tasks that just a moment were before were foreign to you and now have become you. 
And the rest of you can only watch this hauntingly beautiful dance until a, a, a voice rings out in the room. And it's the voice of Osteth, but the voice is far and distant and, and more mechanical than you heard thus far. It's like, this is the only choice. The rest will be up to you. You must promise to destroy this devil degenerator no matter what happens. Hosteth and Koalo, their holograms look towards you and Hosteth just smiles and and waves. Koalo, what do you do? Koalo looks at them all and says, I'll always be with you. And one day you'll be back with me. This isn't goodbye. This is see you down the road. You all watch as Osteth and Qualo's holograms start to dissolve into lines of code. And the consoles around you begin to glow blue. Even the ones that were broken and unrepaired start to flicker with a little blue light. And then you see those monitors light up with uh, various views of the interior bores of all the other controller moons. And traces of that same blue light that just illuminated the room start lining the circuitry along the walls of these bores. And you see an army of maintenance bots all working at furious paces throughout every single one of the moons that make up the gate of the 12 suns. And then the building just keeps shaking. And then all the monitors switch to perspectives from the planetoid surface pointing towards the skies. And in each monitor, different angles of a colossal tear in space forming can be spotted in the distance. The fiery uh, red of this planar gate contrasts with the inky blackness of space in a display that is beautiful awe-inspiring and absolutely terrifying. And this all happens in the span of 15, 20 minutes, but it feels like it's happening in seconds. Looking at the consoles, you can see now readouts about all the phenomena that are taking place. Uh, it seems like the circular opening to the Stellar Degenerator's demiplane has a diameter of half a million miles and is currently stable. The massive vessel within, you can see, has a conical shape and is mostly built from a material none of you have ever encountered or, or, or heard of, though, though parts of it seem to be encased of, in rock as though it were built into an asteroid. It looks mm. like the readout says that it's over 100,000 feet long and has a mass over 50,000 tons. It gives off a faint energy signature, not much more than a, a, a docked starship, and it has a small amount of its own gravity. This is the Stellar Degenerator. <laughs> and as you all stand there, still looking away from the blinding light where Koala once was and staring at the monitor, staring at the Stellar Degenerator, visions start flooding some of your minds. Visions of your first view of the Drift Rock when you're on the Acreon. Those of you who are there, those come flooding back to you. Visions of your battles with the Akatas. Dr. Friss's conversation with the undead woman in the box. Kumquat and the uh, the stowaway goblins. And then visions of, of being in the Drift Rock itself. The ghost of Mariko Nash. And of course, the very fateful fight with the Gargakal. 
that ended in max sacrifice, a sacrifice that has been repeated on this day once again, paving the way for perhaps the ultimate sacrifice of all of your lives in order to save the galaxy. You stare there, mouths agape, watching this. The light fades out from where Qualo once was, and there's nothing there. Maybe dust, fragments. Maybe it's all part of your imagination. You all level up to 11th level. Warning lights begin blaring throughout the room. The holograms of Osteth and Qualo are gone. Something is very, very wrong. And we'll see you in book six. Oh, my Jesus. God. Jesus. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Androids and Aliens is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Dead Sons is copyright 2017. Dead Sons and the Starfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Starfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.